Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Using marijuana before the age of 25 could actually cause changes in our memory. That's because THC, the active chemical in weed, attaches to receptors in the hippocampus, the part of your brain that creates memories. Learn about marijuana at our website. With prices soaring at the pump, filling up can be stressful. That's why Discover has your back with cashback. Use Discover to earn 5% cashback at gas stations and Target, now through June, on up to $1,500 in purchases when you activate. We know every dollar matters right now, but you can count on us. Get up to $75 cash back this quarter with your Discover It card. Limitations apply. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Enjoy this Goldilocks Productions presentation of the Stacy and Company Show. Stacy Erickson channels messages from your higher self and other realms. Connect with your own unicorn and dragon. Step into this magical realm now. Hey everyone, I'm so happy to be here today. It's so exciting to be here on uh, St. Patrick's Day. So happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone. I wore my only green shirt that I own and I ride, well, I used to ride my horse in it, and so um, hopefully it's appropriate for today. <laughs> but anyway, what I wanted to do is talk with you today. I've got such a cool show today. I've found all this really neat information that is in a book, and we'll um, talk about this book, you know, because we have to give the uh, author some credit here because she is amazing, and um, I feel like everybody's going to want to buy this book. So it's all about, so the show today is all about leprechauns and fairies and uh, other mythical creatures that are just so much fun and interesting, and um, so anyway, so we'll get to it pretty quickly here, but I do want to remind you of what this show is about, and it's about everything that has to do with the natural world. So it's the natural world and other realms, you know, everything that exists that has energy. And that includes crystals and, um, you know, the mountains and trees and everything. Even your house, believe it or not, has, you know, this energy and you can speak to your house. That's why feng shui is so important to uh, maintain that energetic feel for the house and to help the house feel you know, welcome and welcoming and, um, you know, creates this uh, beautiful energy throughout the entire house. So today we're going to talk about, you know, this energy and uh, what everything kind of brings in as energy and um, all these, like I said, beings that have, you know, wanted to show up today. It's really, really interesting. So, um, of course, as usual, you know, it's my last minute show because uh, everything comes in just last minute for me nowadays. And I'm not sure why, but it kind of does. So um, bear with me because they're throwing a lot of information at me today. And um, it's like I said, it's beautiful 
beautiful, beautiful uh, energy. So, um, so anyway, so welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, Raspberry Light is the name of the show. Well, I mean, Raspberry Light is the name of my website, and um, that's because when your heart chakra, and we're going to talk about this today too, colors, especially the color green, is um, so your heart chakra is normally green. But when it does flow into the energy of unconditional love, then it becomes this raspberry pink. And raspberry pink is really important in our lives. So if you can, add that into your house somewhere just to help you remind yourself of this um, energy of, you know, the the, um, unconditional love. It's really important for us to remember that because unconditional love is where we come from. It's where we're going to go. And it's all about the other side, as well as the animals and the beings that live with us on our daily basis. You know, your pets and your um, squirrels that are outside. All of that is all about unconditional love. They love us. We love them. And so it creates this beautiful energy between us and everybody is, you know, happy. And like I said, it reminds us of who we are and it gets us back into our hearts. So the month of March for me has been such an interesting journey so far. It's actually brought me into um, the idea of more love. Now, I'm not really sure why, but it felt like, you know, February should have done that because of, um, you know, uh, Valentine's Day. Right. But um, but it did it. And I think it's just because Mercury was retrograde or something. There was just a stagnated energy. But for some reason now, it feels to me like March is really opening up and it's creating this absolute gorgeous energy of love. It's helping us, you know, receive the information of new spring, right? Spring is all about be new beginnings. And so it feels to me like that's what's going on now. And so love is a part of that energy. So um, when I do readings right now for animals and for people, and you can go to my website to get readings if you want to at um, raspberrylight.com. And um, there it is right there. That's my website. And you'll love it. It's really cute. And uh, so anyway, so when you do get readings right now, it seems like love is really coming into the readings as far as, you know, like your significant other, what you're working on for yourself. Everything is coming in and your animals especially. So last week we had our pets on the show and it was a lot of fun. They all were so cute and had wonderful messages for their people. And um, so I just wanted to remind you about that, that love was, you know, a big theme with them as well as as um, everything. Once again, everything that has energy is all about love too. So today we're going to talk about leprechauns. And that being said, they are also about love. Now they do have a, um, it's funny, they do have a mischievous side to them. And, you know, as in everything, there is like a yin and yang or a good and, uh, you know, not so bad, but just, you know, challenging side to things. And so with this, that being said, these little guys are really a lot of fun. So we've, um, so I've basically gone through and, you know, tried to find as much information as I could today on leprechauns. And um, there actually isn't a whole lot out there. It's really interesting, you know, that it's all pretty much the same information. But um, from what I'm getting, they're really a lot of fun. And they, like I said, wanted to step in today and be present so that they could be celebrated the way that they get celebrated on uh, St. Patrick's Day. So it's all about St. Patrick's Day is all about, you know, the celebration of um, it's one of Ireland's biggest holidays and they absolutely love it there. And um, it is celebrating St. Patrick, who is um, a patron saint. And he's really cool. Hi, Dr. Lauren Lowe. good to see you. Thanks for being here today. Um, she says, blessings, yay, spring, rebirth, and new births. Woohoo. Yes, exactly. And it's going to be amazing, like truly amazing. I just feel this energy is so cool right now. It is so cool and so sweet for all of us. So anyway, so the leprechauns are really funny. So they came in today, and this is, um, once again, you know, they like to be celebrated at this time of year. And they are really interesting. So, so funny. Oh, she's so sweet. She's waving. So, um, so. They come from, once again, Ireland, but the whole thing is is that they're everywhere, just like anything, you know, in the other realms, because they are in another realm, they're um, associated with, they they can be anywhere at any time. So 
That being said, we're going to go ahead and go into this. So teals of leprechauns actually emerged in the 8th century. So they've been around and been recognized forever, which is so much fun. So they're traditionally known to be members of the fairy family. They are only two to three feet tall. They dwell in tiny underground caves and hollow tree trunks. Now, I have to tell you, they do get quite large, though. Even though they are two or three feet tall, you can imagine that still is pretty big. And um, so they are very, um, let's say, their energy is really, really uh, strong, strong. You can feel their energy and their presence when they're around you. All you have to do is just call them in and they'll be right there. So um, they are famous for being the cobblers of the fairy world, which are shoemakers, which is so interesting, right? Have you ever seen fairy shoes? They're like so cute. They're adorable. And some of them even are sparkly. It's really fun. So this profession earns them their iconic pots of gold. Now, nobody really knows why they need gold because it's not like they have to buy anything with the gold. But the one thing that they said about the gold is that they can, um, they can con or not con, but be a, Let's see, where is it in here? Well, we'll talk about that later. So there are men only when they're little bearded men wearing a coat and a hat who are very mischievous. Um, they're originally the leprechauns wore red instead of green, which is so interesting, and are considered solitary creatures. They are not to be trusted as they like to play tricks on people, and they will grant three wishes to anyone that captures them. They are also considered very lucky. Hence the, um, the, you know, clover that's there too. The leprechaun and curacan are very similar. So the clerican is um, another being that is um, very famous over in Ireland from what I understand. So the clerican, and I don't even know if I'm saying this name correctly, but clerican, um, what they do is they haunt wine cellars or they because they love wine. They're so funny and they're motivated by the love of drinking, which is really cool. So traditionally, the curacan dresses in green and are in our solitary household fairies that reveal or revel in tomfoolery and trickery. So these two beings have been kind of blended together. So leprechauns have now become, you know, green is basically, you know, and recognized by green instead. So the pots of gold at the end of a rainbow would be used by leprechauns as a means to trick passerbyers into barter with their captors, which is really funny. So when they're doing this capture, when you capture a, um, if you can capture a leprechaun, which is so interesting. <laughs> I don't even know how you could capture a leprechaun because in reality, they're very, very difficult. What they do is it's really interesting is that when you're speaking to the leprechaun, Oh wait, hang on. Dr. Lauren Love says, Stacy, and are they the ones that hide keys, pens, etc.? Really? Um, yes, they can do that, but not not as much as like what we think. Those are other beings, actually. They're um, they're beings that come up from the earth. They're like a leftover, almost like a shadow of you know energy that's left from say people that had lived on the land before. And so those beings come up, and they're they're not very attractive. And they come up. Actually, I've had a few that lived at my house. And um, anyway, they're they're on the negative side of the, you know, beings. But, yeah, they definitely are very difficult to, uh, especially when they start hiding your keys or your pens. Or in my case, it was my phone. I couldn't find my phone for two days. And I looked in the couch, like seriously looked in the couch for I took the entire couch apart. I mean, it was it was really bad. And um, and I had a business, you know, the horse business. And so I needed my phone every day, every second of every day so I could keep track of my lessons and keep track of everything. So anyway, so these beings actually hidden the phone and um, I did not know that they were there until I woke up next to him. And he was laying there and he called himself Mother Goose. So they are trickeries. Yeah, those guys are trickeries. But this leprechauns aren't necessarily the ones that do that. Those are more of another style of being that's not very, uh, like I said, attractive. So, um, but thank you for the question. That's really cool. I know it's very bizarre. <laughs> Some things I learned a lot when I lived at the farm and I started opening up to these new realms and these other worlds. It was crazy what was showing up at my house. It was really, really interesting too. And I did have a friend that helped me with this. And she said that, oh, by the way, that's one thing. If you do have, say, these tricksters that are in your home, 
All you have to do is open up your front door and literally tell them to get out. But you have to command them to leave because they can't stay with the laws of the universe if you don't want them to. So you can just open up your front door and say anything that does not belong here and is not for my better good or for my higher self or whatever it is that you want to say, then out you go. I don't need you in my life. So um, and then they have to leave. And it was really interesting because because I did. I opened the door and I felt like this these this wind go past me. It was the coolest thing. It was like three of them. They all left like really like it was fun. So um, so it does work. It does work. I never saw them again. But then when I moved into this house, this is an old house here in Florida that I live in and um, built in 56. It also had some, you know, undesirables. And so I um I had to ask them to leave as well and shoot them out a window. So it is possible. We have lots and lots and lots of uh, power within our being. We can create and, uh, you know, command and do whatever we need to do to stay safe and also to not lose our keys. (laughs) So, all right. So anyway, so the leprechauns are really cool because they're actually right. They're part of um, luck, too. They're extremely lucky. So they remind us about luck. The other thing that they really that I was reading about that was really interesting about them and I thought was really good was that they also remind us to not be greedy. And that's the whole thing with a pot of gold. You know, they can entice us with this pot of gold, but yet. Oh, you're very welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes we need to do that. And you'll like I said, you'll feel them leave for sure, because Dr. Lauren Love says, cool, I will do that. Thank you. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting how you can just be like, out you go. And um, so anyway, so back to the luck. So it's really interesting how these little guys, these leprechauns are like so important for us because they do help us remember to not be greedy, be greedy with those like those pots of gold. That's why the pot of gold is so elusive, along with the leprechauns of capturing one is also um, very difficult. And the reason why is to remind us that, you know, greed doesn't work and to take things that aren't ours also doesn't work. It's not good for our soul's progress and it's not good for the energy of the world because we bring whatever energy we want into the world and then we can spread it all over the world. And it reflects back to us. It's like an infinity sign. What you put out, you get back. So that's the easiest way to remember it. It's really, really cool. All right. So we're going to move forward into other parts of um, today. So the fairies. So I actually have, I'm trying to figure this out because I'm so excited about this fairy book that I got. But um, I think what I'm going to do here is talk to you about the green. So let's do green first, and then we'll come back to fairies so um so colors you know i'm all about colors especially with the unicorns and everything else so colors are important in our lives they can make us feel and think certain ways um some are our favorite colors because they make us feel really really good like mine right now is raspberry pink Um, So anyway, so they also make us smile and feel joy, which helps us out emotionally. It keeps us healthy inside. So if you do have a favorite color, be sure to sprinkle it all over your house, you know, somewhere where you can see it. You know, we always like, oh, my favorite color is, say, navy blue. And yet you don't have one thing that's navy blue except for maybe a shirt or two. So make sure that you, you know, sprinkle it. Like I said, you can just sprinkle it through with with, uh, pillows or you can sprinkle it with um I don't know, candles, whatever it is that you, um, you know, that you feel. I, I have these like these marbles that I put in these really cool sconces that are um, glass, you know, so you can put it like a piece or anything that's glass and then you can stick the colored marbles in it, whatever. Just make sure you kind of feng shui your house a little bit with this um, colors that you really enjoy and that feel good to you because it brings a lot of um, good emotions for you. So anyway, so, so the energetic and spiritual realms are also associated with certain colors um, and meanings to help explain the vibration of what they are. So the green in the leprechauns has gone into this Ireland. So Ireland is called the Emerald Island or Emerald Isle. And its green represents growth, new beginnings, health, renewal, harmony, hope, and peace, which is so interesting. When a spiritual sign shows up in your life that is green, so say you're going along, right, and you have a dream, and you're like, oh, my gosh, that was such a vivid green, whatever it was. So I'll give you an example. For me, I had a dream 
recently. And it actually, it was about some alligators that had turned into a pig, which is the pig was a turquoise blue. And it was a, it was the strangest colored turquoise blue I'd ever seen in my life. Oh, cobalt blue is a beautiful color. So, um, but it was the neatest color too in the dream. You know, it's like something I can't even describe to you. It was one of the unicorn colors that is like so bizarre. So anyway, so it was really interesting how that showed up. But it also has some sort of um, color meaning that went with it. And so um, because it was so unusual to see a turquoise pig, then whatever it is that I'm going to be creating in the future is unusual. And But it is still possible because it showed up in my dream. So this is, you know, signs that you can get when you're in, when you're dreaming. So anyway, so the color green shows up in your dream, then this is stuff that, you know, you can bring forward too as well. So when a spiritual sign shows up in your life, that is green, whether you dream of it or you physically notice the color, it usually represents that you are in a period of growth, um, starting a new chapter, or that it is time to explore a new part of yourself and plant seeds that will bring success in your future. Now, obviously, money is green, too, so that also helps with that, you know, idea of, you know, a great future, to have money to help you, you know, flourish and to uh, move forward. So, Manel says, dragon power I'm working on lately. I need the power for sure right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Dragons are really stepping in right now, Linnell, so you're going to really have some fun with this. Today, though, is all about leprechauns and fairies. And, of course, I'm sure that there's going to be a dragon that's going to step in here soon because they always do. All right, so emerald green, which is the color of Ireland, um, or the name of it, is a very spiritual color. And it has like white added into the green. So that's one of the reasons why um, it's spiritual, considered spiritual. It represents prosperity, spiritual growth, and purity. It also represents love and fostering the love and connections with others, nature, the world, and the universe. So it's a really cool color to have around is that emerald green. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous color. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's such a beautiful color. So um, when you see emerald green, it often means that everything is happening exactly as it should and to learn to receive the gifts that are headed your way. So all these colors have these vibrations, like I said, of this energy that, you know, you can bring forward. And as you learn about colors and understand colors, then you recognize that they're so important to have in your life and to bring into your life. So you want to make sure that you constantly think about colors, um, you know, being around you that help inspire you as well. It's so interesting and so much fun. So, um, Let's see here. So that's that with the colors on that one. So now, so there's other colors that we can talk about, but I do want to bring in the idea of luck. So luck is something that I was learning about today. And it's so interesting because, um, you know, obviously thinking positive and being positive and all of that kind of stuff is so interesting. Yeah. Green light for me says, um, Linnell, that's perfect. You're absolutely right. Green light means to move forward. Anything, you know, is just fantastic. So luck is also part of our story today. And it's, um, it's so interesting because leprechauns are all about luck. They really are. They are very lucky, but they also bring you luck. You know, they they help us. Like when we see them, we think of, you know, a lucky leprechaun. And um, it's really interesting how much fun they can be with, you know, this luck that they have. So um, with everything that we do in our lives, this is so interesting. And I forgot to tell you about this um, in last week's show. But the thing is, is that even our animals bring forward this energy of luck for us. You know, they remind us of something like, for instance, um, if you have a dog that loves to play with things, you know, sometimes they have a certain color that they actually like more so than another one. Like my dog, she loves this little like spiky um, red ball. Like, I don't know why, but she loves that color. So anything red, she usually gravitates towards. So it's all red. So it's really wild because even her collar is red. And um, and I just didn't even think about it, but I just inherently, you know, got her a red collar. So it's kind of fun and interesting how our animals speak to us, with, you know, through colors as well and help us recognize the colors that are needed in our lives, too, because red is a great color for, you know, power, for empowerment, for obviously love, for um, bringing luck. You know, so like the Chinese love red doors for luck. They love to paint the outsides of their doors for luck. In feng shui, if you paint your front door, if it's facing south, um, southern 
facing front door red, then that is also lucky. So you have all of these um, interesting colors that can help us, you know, with luck as well. So it's so, so, so cool. So then the other thing is, is finding, say, you know, something on the ground so you can find a penny. Now, the big thing is, and I just learned this just recently with, you know, finding these like different things that come up. So you're walking along and you find a penny on the ground. So important to pick it up because what it is, is that you're, you're, um, thanking the universe for bringing you, you know, this luck of abundance. And that's basically what it is, whether it means, excuse me, money to you, or whether it means just abundance, it's really important to recognize it and to um, complete the cycle of it coming to you. So pick it up, put it in your pocket or, you know, in your purse, whatever, and just hang on to it. It's really, really cool. And you'll see that your luck will change. A lot of things happen this way. We feel Um, that we're going along in life and we're just kind of trudging along and, you know, things aren't really going our way. But if you start to really look around, the universe starts showing you these signs. Now, there's another sign, too, that's um, on cars. If you look at their um, license plates, it's so much fun, by the way. I was thinking of something one time and all of a sudden this license plate went by and it said crown on the license plate. It was the coolest thing ever because I was thinking, I forget what I was thinking about, but it was the neatest thing. I think I was thinking of my horse, actually, and she's like, all about crowns, by the way. Her name is Madonna, and she is very much a um, queen. She's not even a princess. She's a queen. So anyway, so it was really interesting to see that um, that crown, you know, that sound, that sign came up and, you know, just that idea of that energy of pulling that energy towards you and forward into your life, and that's what it's all about. So, you know, recognizing that there is these signs about luck that you can have for luck. So, like, you know, the four-leaf clover is lucky or the three-leaf clover. I forget which one it is. I'm sorry, but, yeah, it's one of those. And um, it's really interesting and a lot of fun to, um, to, you know, really pay attention to all of these signs that come forward. And you can incorporate them into whatever it is that you have, you know, as far as, um, you know, your uh, – Oh, what is it? There's a my I love triangles, by the way, and I consider them lucky for myself because anytime I have triangles around me, it feels like, you know, things just sort of like shift and change and they all go right into however it's supposed to be. So at my farm, when I was doing I was trying to do triangles to have, you know, these board triangles that the bridles could fit on and all this stuff, but they still didn't look right. So I made them into a diamond. So it's two triangles right on top of each other. And it it turned out really, really well. So everything had these diamonds all over the farm and it was the neatest thing. And people were like, how did you do that? And I said, well, I just love triangles, literally love triangles. I don't really care for diamonds, but you know, that's how it worked out. And so it just turned into this, this huge dynamic that went with the farm and the farm was so successful. And I do feel that it's because that sign also brought in more luck. So the whole thing is, is staying open to shifts and changes to help you sort of, you know, flow into like whatever the universe is bringing to you for luck. Now, seeing different animals is also lucky. You know, there's also all these different types of animals. Like, for instance, just recently, I've been dreaming a lot about elephants. Now, the elephants have been so interesting in my dream because like the elephant and if anybody gets anything on this, please do share because this is really interesting and I've not been able to um decipher and figure out this dream quite yet. But anyway, it was holding on to my left arm and it wrapped its trunk around me and it was holding on to me and it was trying to tell me something. Now being, you know, the uh, animal consultant that I am in my dream, I had no idea what this elephant was saying. So it's just kind of funny that I didn't know, but, and um, I still don't know. Like I really don't know what this elephant meant or what it, what it was saying or why I was in my dream, but it was a beautiful, um, I want to I want to say it was female. So I'm pretty sure it was a female elephant. But anyway, it's so interesting. So, so interesting. Oh, Dr. Lauren Love says, I have jade triangles from Beijing. Oh, wow. Those are so cool. So jade, speaking of that, is green. And thank you for sharing that because that is so true. So jade is so, so lucky. They're considered, jade is like one of the luckiest um, gems that you can get. So it's really interesting. I wanted to share with you that too. Hang on just a second here. So I was reading just recently and it said a common way for green to appear in your life with messages from spirit are in the form of crystals and stones. The most common green stones and their symbolisms are, so there's a mazonite, which is for healing, physical health, and high vitality. Then there's green appetites, 
which is funny. That's like really funny. Um, the end of physical pain and the beginning of new growth. Then there's Chrysocola. Um, excuse me if I don't say these properly. Um, communication is needed to clear up confusing emotions. Then there's Emerald, which we've already talked about, and that is love is on its way. Open your heart to receive it. Then there's green fluorite, which I actually had a dream about, too. And that's organization and structure are needed to bring your project to the next level of growth, which makes perfect sense. Um, and then fuchsite is kindness will raise your vibration and the vibration of others. Send greeting cards to long lost friends or volunteer at your local homeless shelter. And then malachite. This stone encourages you to take that risk and go for it. Your bravery will only make you stronger. And then Peridot, it is time to break negative patterns and find a healthy routine to foster long-term growth. So all of these are so interesting and so much fun, you guys, for, you know, to like have to add into your life, this, these stones or crystals. We talked about that. You can look them up all day long. There's so many different styles. styles and types and colors of stones. Um, I was actually talking to my producer, Tiffany, about the colors and, you know, she's in love with purple. And so me being pink, you know, my stone is the rose quartz right now. And so it seems like, you know, I was told to actually sleep with rose quartz in my hands to remind me of and to really feel into and tap into that unconditional love. And um, I think that that's what's helping me bring so much of that forward in this month of March. So it's really, really cool. So um, my producer says the elephant wrapping her trunk on your left spiritual arm, she is supporting you in your spiritual journey. Never forget that you are not alone and that you are abundant in every way. Oh, I love that. That's like so sweet. Thank you. Tiffany, you're such a great, great, great woman. Thank you so much. That's Reverend Tiffany Light. Love her so much. So um, so thank you. That's awesome. And you're right. I didn't even think about it being my left arm being the spiritual side of me. So that's another thing, you know, when you're picking something up or receiving it, you want it to be on your left side. So it's really interesting. So like say you do have a crystal that you want to receive its energy, then you put that in your left pocket. If you want to give it out to the world, you know, send love out into the world, then you would put it into your right pocket. You know, if I was if I had the rose quartz in my pockets. So, um, so interesting. So thank you. Oh my gosh. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Felt so good. It was really wild. It almost kind of scared me because it was very real, but it was, um, so interesting at the same time that the energy of it was very, really cool. So, um, so anyway, so elephants are amazing by the way, and they're coming in big time. So, I wanted to uh, make sure that I mentioned them in this show because next show is going to be more about the magical animals of earth at this time. There's a lot of animals that are coming in to help us remember the old magic, which is, um, you know, what is needed for all of us to bring forward to make these changes that we need to for the future of the world. And um, so elephants are a big deal in this. They actually carry ancient magical wisdom in their trunks. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, they get um, killed for their trunks because of that magic. And some people know and some people don't know. It just depends on who they are. But um, really interesting that that's, you know, there. And that's the reason why elephants are being taken, you know, off the earth. So interesting. But um, all right. So back to fairies. So fairies really want to talk to us today. And um, like I said, the leprechauns, they want us to know that they are good, they're fun, and to smile and have a good time with them. Because like I said, they're not really the tricksters. They're not the ones that, you know, want to be, um, they, they have, they are benevolent, you know, they are loving, they're full of love and they're full of fun. And so, um, and they've been around forever, just like most things <laughs> that, that are out there and it's so much fun. And so they're going to start to come forward even more so today. So a lot of people are going to be, you know, claiming that they saw these little guys, you know, running around and, um, I can't wait to see the stories, you know, that are out there about them. But in the meantime, we're going to talk more about fairies, too, because the fairies want to come forward as well. And they're all about um, love, too. Now, we're talking about that. Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. 
Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today. Only a mattress firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. That there are some, you know, not so benevolent fairies, but most of them are very, very good and um, are a lot of fun to to talk to. So I'm going to tell you the story about the first time I ever met fairies, and it was really interesting because, like I said, I I was at the farm and I was really just not even knowing anything about anything or believing believing in anything, and it was so cool. To, um, to be confronted is pretty much what had happened. So I was teaching in the arena. And at the time, I felt so grounded and so, um, I don't know, connected, you know, to earth. Because when you're out in nature, that's a big deal for us right now. You know, we need to be around animals. We really do need to be around nature. Everybody needs to get out there and really, you know, um, and, and really be with, and I'm talking with as in like, you know, your heart, um, you know, bring forward your heart, the love in your heart and stretch it out into the world and really, really connect into the trees, the animals. The animals are huge right now on that because they're really asking us to do that because they're helping us get this wisdom and remember, you know, who we are and where we come from and why we are here. They can help us with all of that. I know it sounds, you know, like they because they have smaller brains and they, you know, they're stuck in these little bodies and everything else that they don't have it, but they actually do. They have a lot to share with us. So much information is coming forward more so now than ever before because they're also more advanced, just like we are. So as they're, um, you know, constantly coming back, you know, constantly, they're also uh, learning from the other side, picking new jobs, coming up with new ways to create better for the earth right now. So for me, I've really been tapping into a lot more of the animals and it's really been a lot of fun. And so much information is coming forward. Like I said, new information that is just beyond, beyond us. And, um, is very, very helpful. So this ancient magic hopefully will really start to show up as well through these um, beings. And so, um, so I encourage everyone, everyone to hug a dog, you know, sit with a cat, go even go outside and sit with a tree. But um, like I said, and talk to the squirrels or whatever it is that you have outside your door, snakes, snakes are really, really good to talk to, by the way, they have a lot to say right now about earth and what's happening. And you can feel into um, earth's vibration with a snake's help. Snakes are really because they're so connected to earth. So if you ever want to step into, you know, earth's vibration or feel her own heartbeat, then you can ask an animal to come forward and help you receive her heartbeat too. So, you know, we have lots of helpers out there in the world right now that you can actually see, touch, and feel. Like, again, you know, if you're not afraid of snakes and it's not a poisonous one, obviously you can pick it up and hold it for a little while and ask it to sit with you. And um, more than likely it will. Oh, that being said, I want to say this. This is really cool. So the other day I had a lizard in my house. Now, lizards are really fun. They're like baby dragons, you know. They look like tiny little dragons, and they're so cute. I just love them. But anyway, this one was kind of chunky and fat, and it was a really big one. And uh, it got in the house, and it wouldn't leave. And so um, so after a day of it being here, I was finally like, look. I really want you to, you know, to go outside because you have to eat. And they eat palmetto bugs, by the way. Those lizards are the best. I love them so much. <laughs> I would become a lizard breeder if I could <laughs> because they eat the palmetto bugs, which I know palmetto bugs has a purpose too, but oh my gosh, they're not my thing. So anyway, so the lizards are so cute. So this one lizard was in the house and um, I asked it. And this is something that you can do too. Once again, like I said, you can you can sit with the snake and ask the snake to hang out with you. Or you can sit with the spider and ask it to, to hang out with you. Now tell it you don't want to touch it or maybe you do like to touch it, whatever happens, you know. But um, so anyway, so I was telling the lizard that I really wanted to get it outside so that it could survive, you know, go eat some, you know, it's meal. And um, anyway, so I put a Tupperware down with, you know, a paper plate and I told it to get in the Tupperware and then I would take it outside, but don't jump back out, you know? So I'm just going to put the plate on top just to help it feel a little bit more safe for my sake, not for it. So anyway, so um, I couldn't believe it, but it was so cool because I couldn't hear the little guy and just jumped right in the Tupperware. I was like, okay, I jumped right in. And I swear that the fairies were there to help it. 
it in the little Tupperware and telling it where to go and all that kind of stuff. They were kind of herding it into the Tupperware. It was the cutest thing ever. And put it outside. It said, thank you. And off it went. And so it was so cool. So, um, so anyway, so back to the fairies when I met them. It was so interesting. So I was sitting outside and I was teaching a lesson at the farm. And it was the neatest thing ever. I just loved it so much. And um, so anyway, so I was teaching a lesson to a kid that was riding a horse. And all of a sudden I hear this. And I was like, what the heck is that? Like, that's just kind of crazy. And I could hear the cow behind me that was eating grass. Did you know that cows actually like wrap their tongues around the grass and pull them into your mouth, into their mouths? It's so interesting. Um, so anyway, so the, uh, the fairies. So the fairies started talking and I said, oh, my gosh, are you guys fairies? And it was, you know, still going and I couldn't understand anything. So I asked them to slow down their speech and they did. And as soon as they did that, I started to look and I could see them. Now, for me, I see them as little sparks of light. I don't see them as little people with wings and all that kind of stuff. So for me, I see them more as just little bursts of light. And they're so cute, by the way, because they're so beautiful, but they're tiny little bursts of light and they're just gorgeous. So anyway, so um, so they started speaking and telling me things and it was very, very interesting. And they're, like I said, they're benevolent beings. So all full of love and just so interesting to talk to. And once again, you can have them come and sit with you anytime. So if you're outside and you just ask them to join you, they will come and you know sit with you. And then you can ask them to show themselves and they will do that as well. So it all just depends on like what it is that you want interaction wise, and you will receive it quite quickly and quite easily. Because I have to tell you, these beings are really wanting to interact with us right now. And it's really important that we do because we can glean so much information from them. They have a ton of information for us and just so much fun to talk to anyway. And there, these were cute little, um, little girl fairies. They were so adorable. And then as I got my, you know, my eyes started training a little bit more. So as I was hanging out with my friends and things like that, then I started to see the fairies, you know, dancing and doing things. And then I saw them more as little, you know, beings, little people beings. And so it was really interesting how, you know, and it's not funny how everything sort of looks like us. It's kind of funny, but I love it. It's so much fun. And I think it's because, you know, we're part of them and they're a part of us. And so we are all one. It's a lot of fun. All right. So that being said, I'm going to show you this book. It's the coolest book ever. And I got it like a while back, but for some reason today, it just sort of, you know, jumped off the shelf at me. And um, so this is the book and it's really cool. It's right here. It's Emily Carding and it's Fairy Craft and it's The Enchanted Realm. And this book is so interesting. It's really quite thick, just so you know. But um, I did want to read this to you because I thought this was so much fun. And I wanted to give more information on all kinds of things that are out there in the world today besides just fairies. So in this book, there's this part of the book, and it says it's the fairy zodiac. So pay attention because everybody's birthday is in here, just so you know. And um, it's so interesting. So it says that, and I'm going to read to you, but you guys are going to love it, I promise. So um, it says, the fairy zodiac, dividing the four elements into three different qualities, we find ourselves with a direct elemental parallel to the Western zodiac system. She says, I've, I've assigned appropriate fairy beings and myths to these 12 elemental divisions to give us a fairy zodiac. Not only is this an interesting way to look at the different beings and stories that are associated with the varied environmental manifestations of the elements, but it is also an excellent way of personally identifying with the qualities of the elements and their spiritual personalities. This is, of course, only a brief look at the sun signs and does not take into account the full complexity of astrology with the positioning of the other planets, but there is certainly scope to take these ideas and develop them further as a system. So um, this is just fun. Like I said, it's really quick. So we're going to start with pretty much, I don't even know, no, not today because <laughs> it's March 21st. All right. So March 21st to April 20th, which is, you know, not far off. Um, so it's Lug or Lug, the warrior. And it's primal is fire, which is soul, which is, you know, sun. So Lug, Lamphada is that's his name and it's long armed is a great warrior poet and champion of the Tuatha Du Nanan Danan, the gods of ancient Ireland from whom it is said that the side are descended. 
He is also known as Lug Samildanak, which means many skilled, for he was admitted to Tara, the sacred home of the Tuatha, on the grounds that although they had many amongst them who were highly skilled in the same areas as Lug, there were none like him who were highly skilled in all areas. Um, People of this sign are natural leaders if they can learn to manage their quick tempers. There may be a tendency to react passionately and rush headfirst into challenging situations without fully thinking it through, but there is also a likelihood that luck will be with them, as well as the skill to come out on top. Warriors are ambitious but noble, channeling their fiery natures into ambitions that benefit those they care about. They are driven by a strong will and can inspire others with their charismatic natures. So, so cool, right? All right. So April 21 through May 20th. Now, my sister's birthday is April 30th. So this is for her. It's still Earth, which is stone. And it's Gogmog the Giant. I just love that name, Gogmog. Okay. Um, Gogmog. Gog, yeah, Gogmagog. Oh, it's Gogmagog. That's what it is. Was a guardian of the ancient land of Kurnow, once a country in its own right now known as Cornwall in the southwest of Britain. Giants are known through the folklore and mythology of many lands around the world for their great size and for being intimately connected with the landscape. Unusual stone formations usually have their stories of great contests between giants or of giantesses who drop stones from their enormous aprons. They are also known for their great appetite. So people of this sign tend to be reliable as stone itself, though they may at times be slow to act. When they do, it is decisive and focused, and little can get in their way. They are fond of good things in life, and when they are happy and stable conditions, they have a giant's appetite. However, when they are unsettled or in stressful circumstances, they can be a force to be reckoned with. A giant in a temper cannot be reasoned with, and other signs may well find themselves giving way to the sheer force of this sign. However, they are generally gregarious, sensual, and loving in relationships. This is fun. It's like now you know that that guy was a giant. It's so, so cool. So then there's um, May 21st through June 21st, which is living air wind, and it's Pegasus, the winged horse. Now, remember, I told you last week that I really wanted to start talking about Pegasuses, but um, this week they didn't want to come in. So we'll just figure that out next time. I think maybe next week we'll start talking to them because we're going to be talking to all these magical beings. Hey, Melissa. Thanks. And hi, Super Space Cookie. It's good to see you, too. All right. So Pegasus, the winged horse and steed of victorious warriors, is one of the most iconic magical beasts of Greek mythology. Though his mythical origins are of the element of water, being born of Poseidon and Medusa, this beast is clearly associated with the more dynamic qualities of the element of air. Graceful and powerful, Pegasus can be seen as a personification of the wild wind itself. People of this sign, like Pegasus himself, fly high and fast through life, often leaving others behind them. They are mercurial, and often their speech is as fast and intense as their thoughts, with a tendency to think out loud and rapidly shifting trains of thoughts. They can be fascinating yet exhausting company. Just as Pegasus' fame comes through the deeds of others to whom he was indispensable, so people of this sign display great loyalty and devotion and work well as part of a partnership or team. Because their minds are like the wind itself, never still, They can seem to change their minds often. This is not hypocrisy or a split personality, however, but rather an exploration of all angles in the search for truth. That is so cool. I love that one because it's a Pegasus. All right. So June 22nd to July 22nd is the um, primal water, which is ocean, and it's Liban, the mermaid. So Liban was an extraordinary figure. Oh, they got a picture of a mermaid over here, but it's not her. Okay, so Lyman was an extraordinary figure, being the offspring of a union between Etin of the Tuatha Dinanan. Yeah, I'm killing it on these words, you guys. And um, Ikad, or of the Verbolg, 
who was transformed into a mermaid and eventually canonized by the Catholic Church as St. Mergen. Mermaids, beautiful women with the tails of fish, can be found in mythology and folklore all over the world. Quite often, they are helpful and friendly to humanity. In some cases, they can even appear as humans when out of water. Now, my, I did, did have a show on mermaids, remember, and they are real. They are. They are. They're totally real, and they're probably going to start showing themselves eventually here soon. So, however, for every tale of a beneficial mermaid, there is a darker encounter to recall, often of their haunting song and captivating beauty, luring luring sailors and other unsuspecting souls to their doom. Nat Shogh explains why. People with this sign are deeply emotional and sensitive, befitting the association with the element of water in its most primal form. When they fall in love, it becomes their whole world and their moods can become dark indeed when they are betrayed or disappointed. People of this sign are often natural healers and tend to be driven by a compassion for others. They have a love of music and can be talented singers channeling their emotional natures into creative expression. Oh my goodness, we're going to have to keep going here. So we got, oh yeah, we got time. Okay, July 23rd to August 22nd is still fire, which is inner light. And this is Murden the Seer. So a key figure of the fairy world, both past, mythic, and present is the fairy seer. The most famous of which must be Murden Wilt, who later became Merlin trusted mystic and advisor to King Arthur. Born to a mortal princess and immortal father, Merlin is believed to be either half demon or half fairy, and he certainly is holder of many keys to the mysteries of the other world. As one who expresses the power of his inner fire, though the gift of prophecy, Merlin sees what others do not, and as such is more occupied by the bigger picture of life and by bringing his plans for the greater good to fruition than he is about the individual. Now, the um, last unicorn was also with, hi, super good, thank you for that um, super sticker. Um, so anyway, so the last, the last uh, unicorn, sorry, I just lost track of my thoughts for a minute there. The very last unicorn was protected by Merlin, which is so interesting. So people with this sign may possess great charisma and vision, but find it difficult to accept and assimilate the views of others. They often possess great confidence and are aware and and awareness of their talents. And this can lead to a clear sense of direction from an early age. The downside of this is a tendency towards the egocentric. They can be intensely charismatic and are excellent communicators, giving them the ability to influence people in their favor. Although they can lead, they tend to do so subtly from the background rather than stepping forward. Though they have no trouble making their ideas understood, their emotions tend to be well controlled and they will only allow those with whom they are very close to to see their true feelings. I know somebody like this, so yes, this seems to be very true. Okay, so August 23rd to September 22nd is Living Earth Wood. Oh, geez. I have no idea how to say this, but I'm just going to butcher it again. So it's Eurydice the Dryad. Dryad is word from Greek mythology taken from the Greek word dries, which means oak. Though in the original context, they were believed to be the beautiful feminine spirits of oak trees specifically. It is now used as a general term for most tree spirits. One of the most well-known dryads from ancient myths is Eurydice, the lover of Orpheus. This famous tale tells how the beautiful Eurydice was suddenly killed by a venomous snake that was hidden in the grass. Orpheus valiantly pursues her spirit to the underworld where he confronts Hades and convinces him to allow her spirit to return on the condition that as he ascends, he does not look behind him to check that she follows him. Tragically, Orpheus cannot help himself. And as he turns to look, Eurydice is lost to him forever. Just as dryads are closely connected to their tree, so it is that people of this sign have a love of their home and may not be keen on too much travel or adventure. They tend to be shy and reserved, though intelligent and with a great eye for detail. Although they find it difficult to trust others when trust is one, they are loyal and steadfast, and their varied sensuality may flourish with the right person. 
dryads love the natural world and people of this sign make keen gardeners liking their space to be a per- as perfect as possible. <laughs> That's like so cool. Isn't this fun, you guys? So Goldilocks, thank you, Sarah. Super cookie donation and super sticker. I know. Thank you so much, Sarah. Appreciate it. Hee hee, Reverend Tiffany. All right. So September 23rd, October 22nd. Yeah, we got time here. This is like so much fun. I love this. Isn't this cool? You see, we're learning about all these like really neat things that are in the world, you know, like the dryad. Didn't even know that that existed. That's so much fun, right? Well, I mean, I know that trees do have hearts, but did not know that. So anyways, so this is the Gabiathin, the horn. It's an actual horn. And it's primal air breath. So through the mythology of the world and in many cultures, there are tales of warriors who sleep in the hollow hills awaiting a time of great need when they will awaken. In the British Isles, this is usually King Arthur and his knights, or sometimes Merlin. In a number of versions of this tale, there is a horn that must be blown to awaken the sleeping king and his knights alongside a sword that must be drawn. The power of the horn to wake those who have been lost to enchanted sleep for so many centuries is testament to the primal power of the element of air through our own breath. The name given to the sign of the fairy zodiac is Gabiathan. Gabithion, which is the Welsh word for hopes. This seems fitting as the horn that wakes the sleepers carries the hopes of the land in its music. People of this sign have a naturally noble nature that can be taken incorrectly for snobbery. They have an awareness of their calling in life and are concerned with justice and maintaining harmony. This can mean that they seem emotionally detached, but in reality, they prefer to be objective in order to be fair to everyone as they care so deeply about the rights of others. Truth is highly important to them, yet they are sensitive to the fact that truth can be personal and subjective, so are sometimes easily swayed. Gabithion people may be crusaders for just just causes, but usually from behind the scenes rather than as figureheads. They have a keen aesthetic sense and enjoy creative expression, particularly in the field of music. That is so cool. Love it. All right. October 23rd and November 22nd. So we're going to go over just a little bit today. So this is Nimue, the Lady of the Lake. Have you heard about that? There's like a movie, I think. It's called The Lady of the Lake. I wonder if it's scary. I'm not sure. I'm not really good with scary movies. Okay. So lakes have long been acknowledged as gateways to the other world and magical dwellings of fairy women. There are many tales of lake maidens who are the custodians of otherworldly wisdom and... At the same time, the breakers of men's hearts. Oh, my. One of the more well-known of these maidens is the Lady of the Lake of Arthurian fame, who's, who gifts Excalibur to the young King Arthur and is the lover of the great seer and sorcerer Merlin. Most known versions of this tale tell how she seduced and betrayed Merlin, trapping him in a tree or a hole beneath a stone, but these are late additions. Her origins lie in an ancient sister and lover of Merlin's who was in every way his equal, a priestess to his priest, the intuitive and receptive female polarity of magic. It's magic with a K. So it's so cool because that's ancient magic. Okay, so just like a lake, what is happening on the surface of this sign may not always show what lies beneath. They are good at keeping secrets and have a natural awareness of the mysteries of life. They are naturally intuitive and creative, but may at times use their intuition to manipulate others. Generally, they prefer to keep people at a safe distance, but when they do allow people to become close, as they will with a select few, they are deeply intense. There are two sides to everyone, but this is particularly apparent in Nimu people, as beneath the sparkling seductive surface, there is a dark side that fed by a fertile imagination can be sensual and erotic, but also sensitive with a tendency to hold on to painful memories. I know somebody like this too, and that does seem to be fitting. Okay, so November 23rd to December 21st is Lady... Oh, this is so cool. We just talked about this, Linnell. A dragon is here. Okay, so this is Laden the dragon, which is living fire. So Laden was the great twisting serpent-like dragon who guarded the famous golden apples in the garden of the Hesperides in Greek mythology. Apples are a symbol of wisdom. So we can see this as the dragon being a guardian of ancient wisdom. In world mythology, 
dragons take many forms and have varying powers and qualities. They have been seen as both malevolent and beneficent, but they are always, almost always guardians of some kind, either of treasure or of a sacred place. Often the defeating of a dragon challenger is a form of initiation for mythic heroes, allowing them access to wisdom that was so carefully guarded until he was ready. So people born under the sign of Laden, the dragon, can be as difficult to pin down as the great serpent himself. They often have many interests and facets and pursue them all with great vigor. People of this sign have their own treasure to guard, however, so whilst many things about their lives will often shift and change. The things that are precious to them will be a well-protected constant. This may well be the spiritual beliefs, which are often important to laden people to whom tradition and ritual are of high importance. This sign also enjoys challenging others as they like to see what makes people tick. Just like a dragon, if you can pass their tests, you may be admitted to the treasure of their wisdom. Now, remember, dragons are keepers of the keys and codes. So their realm is all about that. The keepers of the keys and codes. They're just incredible. Really, really neat. Okay, so the very last one, which is now, oh, no, I take that back. We're not there yet. Okay, this is December 22nd through January 20th, and it's Pan, the fawn, which is primal earth. So Pan is an ancient god of Greek origin, thought to predate the Olympian gods. The Greeks worshipped him as a god of pasture and flocks, pastures and flocks, and his goat-like form as a fawn reflected this association. In modern practice, it is generally accepted that Pan is a primal force, the male polarity of nature itself and the rhythm of life. He was famous for his pursuit of passionate exchanges with nymphs of the forest and also for the sweet music played on his pipes. He is the Lord of beasts and the spirit of the wild, sharing many qualities of other horned gods, such as the Celtic um, Cernanos, Cernanos, and the more recent Hearn, the hunter of British folklore. I'm going to have to look up some of these things. This is like really interesting. <laughs> so the earthy nature of this sign makes it highly practical in nature, people of this sign like to see results and rewards for their endeavors and can be very driven by material reward. When they are focused on a task, they can be relentless if they can see the potential gain from it. But if not, they can become uninterested and disheartened. When this happens, pan people can rapidly fall into very dark moods. But if their needs are met, they can be lifted out of the darkness just as rapidly. They have a need to be secure and stable in a relationship and are very loyal if they meet the right person. So cool. All right. So January 21 to February 19th. We're almost done here. Um, it's still air, the space between. So it's lean inside the muse. I wonder if that's how you see that side. It's S. I-D-H-E. So, okay. So lean in is the fairy lover and she is a fairy muse of Irish origin said to visit artists and poets and bring them otherworldly inspiration. However, this gift is said to shorten the life of the gifted individual as if the inspiration of the muse somehow uses up their life force. This can, this can be seen as a malignant, act on the part of lean inside but from another perspective the poet gives up his earthly life to be with the fairy with his fairy lover this is most likely a form of fairy pact with the poet producing beautiful work for a while in his earthly life and then being taken to the other world to dwell with the side people of this sign are gifted visionaries who seem to have an inexhaustible well of inspiration at their disposal as well as the gift to inspire others. However, the constant activity of their minds can exhaust them and they will often need time and space away from others to recharge their batteries. They can be entertaining in a group if baffling and eccentric at times, but lean inside people only let a few become close and see their true character, whether through science, religion, or a combination of the two. People of this sign are most concerned with finding a universal truth and with expressing the beauty of truth to the world. This is like so cool. Isn't this fun? I mean, I just love it. All right, so we have one last one, which is right now. So it's February 20th to March 20th. So, and this is Ondine the Nymph. 
and its living waters, rivers, and streams. So Ondine was a beautiful nymph from a French tale of love, magic, and loss. She fell in love and married a mortal man, giving up her immortal life and beauty. He swears on his breath that he will be loyal to her forever, but once she bears his child, um, her looks begin to fade, and he soon betrays her. She finds him sleeping in the arms of another and curses him that if he should ever fall asleep again, he will lose the breath that he swore by. Nymphs are beautiful female spirits of water and are purely emotional creatures. This emotion becomes vengefully and lethally motivated when they are given cause. People of this sign are highly motivated, highly emotional, I'm sorry, and intuitive individuals. Oh, that's cool. You're intuitive. They are extremely generous with their energy. They love to please others and make them happy, often sacrificing their own happiness and even health to do so. As long as people are appreciative of them, they do not begrudge their sacrifices, though they may have slightly martyred tendencies. However, if they are disappointed in the subject of their emotional investment, they are quick to revenge. They are natural healers and are highly empathic, but they have little control over their empathy, so they often get the emotions of others confused with their own. Ondine people find most happiness through the happiness of others, finding it difficult to pursue their own needs and ambitions. They can be highly creative as they have wonderful imaginations, but this is also something that is often sacrificed for others. I just love this. Isn't this fun? So thank you for being with me today, y'all. I'm so excited that I got to bring forward some fairy magic as well with these zodiac signs. It was so interesting. I love that book. Oh, Hence, I'm going to show it one more time so everybody can see where I was getting this information from. Such a great book and a lot of fun. Very thick, full of tons of really cool stuff. Like I said, I'm going to have to look up some of these beings that we talked about today because there's quite a few out there. There's more beings than I can ever imagine in reality. And um, so anyway, so thank you again for joining me today. And then next week, we'll talk about... um, whoever shows up as usual, but I feel like the magic ones are coming in because it's really important with these elephants for sure. So um, thanks again. And I will talk to you next week. Y'all have a great rest of your week. (laughs) This month's broadcasting is sponsored by ICU Dr. Lauren Love, ICU nurses, technicians, and staff in the Boston area hospitals. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 